0: You don't realize how much somebody truly has touched you or influenced you until they're gone. And this right here is a tribute to my uncle Mike, who passed away on May 5th and was like my second dad. Funny extraordinarily bright and just so wild and unpredictable. He was the perfect match from my aunt Denise, who is hands down my favorite aunt. Of course, she was like my second mom. And one of the best compliments that she had ever given me, and if anyone, listening knows my aunt Denise. You know how vain she is. Quick little backstory. My cousin Leslie and I were hanging out with her and we were listening to the radio. She said, if you could be anybody, who would you want to be? Our friend Beth was actually there too. And Leslie thought about it and she said, I'd like to be Shakira. Beth, I think she said that she wanted to be pink. And of course, me, everybody knows my love for Taylor. So I said, naturally, I want to be Taylor Swift. And Denise just looked at all of us and I said, who would you want to be? And she goes, me, me at 30, I was hot at 30. That's just a little backstory to show exactly how much she loves herself. The reason why I told you that is because one of the nicest things, as weird as this might sound, that anyone has ever said to me is, if I had a daughter, if Mike and I had a daughter, we would want her to be exactly like you. You would be our daughter because you're smart like your Uncle Mike and you're beautiful like me. You're the perfect combination of both of us. May not seem like a big deal as you're listening to this, but the way my aunt loves herself, trust me, that's probably the highest compliment you could get. When she told me that my uncle had passed, she was sad about it. And I'm going to tell you the story just because as wild and crazy... And I might use the word wild a lot because both of them are very fiery people. As crazy as it is, she had the perfect relationship with him. They fought passionately and they loved deeply. And I love them both. My uncle Mike was 76 years old My aunt is 71, and their sex life was still extraordinarily strong at that age. I want my relationship to be that. Still have that passion years later. The reason I'm doing this is to honor him. I asked my aunt if I could tell the story, because when she was telling me, I laughed, I cried, and I thought it was something worth sharing. Both of them were married when they met each other, and the attraction was undeniable. They eventually left their spouses and got together. They couldn't keep their hands off each other and many people referred to them as Barbie and Ken. My Uncle Mike was very tall, handsome. He just owned a room when he walked into it. He was a brilliant lawyer and she was just the perfect housewife. I loved them so much and loved being around them growing up. Even when they were fighting, it was very strange because they had very short-term memories. My aunt used to refer to it as concussion fights, where you would fight for a little bit, and then you just kind of forgot about it, and it didn't even matter anymore. It was just forgotten about, not brought up again, you just moved on. It worked for them. It doesn't work for everybody, but it works for them. My uncle was diagnosed with liver cancer about nine years ago. He went into the hospital, and he had half of his liver removed. They thought that they got everything, and they didn't. So once the cancer... <coughs> excuse me was migrating throughout his body. They tried treatments for him. He lived an extraordinarily long time because he had an excellent doctor taking care of him. Most people would have been gone way before this. And every time we thought it was the end, he would bounce back, which made us all very happy and also gave us the idea that maybe Uncle Mike was invincible. We even had a joke about it saying that when we saw Denise kind of getting upset that this might be it, this might be her his time, we'd say, oh, come on, he's going to bounce back. You know, the last thing that's going to be in this world is Cher, the cockroaches, and Uncle Mike. Those are the three things that will outlast everything in this world. Obviously that wasn't the case, because we all end up passing at some point. And he lived on borrowed time. But their story, as far as love, is beautiful. And when she told me he passed on May 5th, she was trying to find my number I had talked to her a couple months ago and I knew that he wasn't doing all that well. But I would check in every so often, once a week. And it got to the point where she wasn't answering her phone, her cell phone. She hates technology, hates her cell phone. So that wasn't too alarming or surprising for me. And the way our relationship is, I can go a couple months without talking to either one of them. And then I will call her and she'll say, bitch, finally, I've been thinking about you. Where the hell were you? Anyway, so how are you? That's basically how it is. She never gets mad. She understands life is busy. He understands life is busy. And it was not a thing at all. So when I would go a couple weeks without calling wasn't a big deal finally yesterday well actually that's not true i want to say monday yes um i saw her phone number come across my phone i answered it i was like all excited hey how are you and it's just silence And I said, hey, you okay? And she said, no, I'm not. I was like, oh, my God, Denise, what happened? And she said, Uncle Mike passed. He passed away, Pam. And I said, oh, my God, what do you need? My first instinct was to rush to him, and she said to me, Uncle Mike, when he passed, he was at peace, which was a relief, and she said, of course, he passed on Cinco de Mayo, the guy knew how to party, and he went out on a day that people party big, and she laughed. And I said, you sound okay. But my first instinct, like I was getting ready to say was to go to her, was to be with her, to comfort her, to see what she needed. And she said, I'm okay. Jonathan, who's my cousin and their son, obviously, um, is there, you know, he's doing okay. But we put a sign on the door saying, please leave us alone. Respect our grieving. When I want you, I'll call you. That's not surprising to me, because again, Denise could be like that. She didn't want to have a big deal made. And so the next question was, well, when's the service? He's not having one. I said, is this a money thing? Because I can help. And she said, no, no, it's not a money thing. It's an Uncle Mike thing. He didn't want a wake. He didn't want any type of funeral. He didn't want his name in the paper saying he passed. Because the last thing he wanted was people showing up crying when they haven't even talked to him in years. And... I understood that. So I told her that if she needed help putting away any of his things, I would come help. She said, nope, everything's being left where it is. I have the shirt that he wore the last day before he went into hospice, and I have the shirt from hospice, and I sleep with them because it still smells like him. And I said, oh, Denise. And I said, so when he passed, she's like, well, when he passed, I didn't believe it. I didn't want to think that he was gone. She's like, I even tried giving him a whiff of the gif. And <laughs> I can't believe she's letting me actually do this podcast and tell this story, but I'm doing it because I feel like what they had was special and amazing. And what Mike used to call a whiff of the gif was he'd go by my aunt and he would grab her, bear hug her, and he would just stick his hand down the front of her pants and he would just rub and then he would take his fingers and smell them and he called that a whiff of the jiff and so sometimes you would see Denise do that and just put her fingers under his nose and sadly a lot of people in the family knew exactly what she was doing so when she told me that she gave him a whiff of the jiff and she's like Pamela didn't wake him up didn't wake him up and when it didn't wake him up I knew it was his time to go she's like so I kissed him and told him I loved him and then I pulled the sheet back and I kissed his dick goodbye (laughs) and I said excuse me I said did you at least go shut the door she's like no I was in the room alone I told him that I would, you know, kiss the thing that gave me so much pleasure in my life goodbye. I pulled back the sheet. He still had his eyes open. I said, was he unconscious when you did this, you rapist? And she's like, no, you slut. It wasn't, he wasn't unconscious. I'm not a rapist. And, of course, we're laughing and we're twisted and sick in the mind for laughing about this. So she pulled the sheet back and... She kissed his dick goodbye. He still had his eyes open a little bit, so he saw. She's like, I wanted that to be the last vision or one of the last things he saw was my lips on his dick. And I'm thinking, that's sick. But my God, is that beautiful. It's twisted. But it's really loving. I said, what would have happened if the nurse came in and saw this? She said, I would have looked at him and said, what? The man's dying. It's his dying request. (laughs) And she totally would have. But nobody came in. It was a moment between them that she's allowing me to talk about and share. I told her I was going to tell the story. And she's like, if that's what you want to do, then you do that. So I said, okay, I will. Because it just is, oh. so strange such a strange love but so crazy they really were an amazing couple and he was an amazing man it's going to be hard to see how she's going to do within the next even few months because the two of them were inseparable they didn't know how to live life without each other. Right now I still think she's in shock, but I'll be there for her when she needs me. She loved Maroon 5. We went to go see Maroon 5 many times together. I saw, I found a picture of us as we were, as I was going through some of my phone pictures deleting things and I sent it to her. And she laughed and she said, look at that picture. It really doesn't get much hotter than that, does it? And (laughs) she said, thank you. Baby, that made me laugh, but made me cry. Because I remember that when we went to go see Maroon 5 in Boston, your Uncle Mike was the one that drove us to the train station. I said, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. I'm so sorry. I was just trying to make you smile. She's like, it did, because I want to remember... Everything that he's connected to, I never want to ever feel like I can't talk about him. I want to talk about him, and I want to laugh, and I want to cry. I even want to tell the stories where I hate him because I got so mad at him. Because then after, we always worked it out. We knew how to work it out. No matter how upset, angry, or mad we got at each other, we always worked it out and never went to bed without at least saying, I really hate you right now, but I love you, and we'll figure it out in the morning. I think that sums up how a perfect relationship should be. You can have disagreements and dislike each other. You can not talk to each other for a day. You need a clear head sometimes. But in the end, you know that you're going to work it out. And that's what people forget to do now. It's so easy to just give up. To just say, you know what? It's not working out with you. There are plenty of fish in the sea out there. On to the next. I'm going to find somebody who fits me. I don't know if we ever truly find anybody that completely fits us we need surprises in our life we need to be challenged i don't want anybody who is exactly like me i want somebody who is going to challenge me and has their own life and we just share each other's life we Fit together in a great way, complementing each other. So many people give up nowadays instead of fighting for their relationship or trying to work it out. Denise and Mike fought for their relationship all the time and always worked it out because giving up just wasn't an option for them. So hopefully some of you laughed a little bit at this, took something good away from it because I loved my uncle. He wasn't perfect. Nobody is, but he was perfect for my aunt. And... I am very fortunate that I had the chance to know him. (sighs) I almost got through the whole thing without crying. I almost did. But I'm not going to cry because he wouldn't want that. And guys, I really appreciate you listening to this go follow me on social media at pamela michelle underscore five on instagram i can never remember my snapchat it's pamela i think pamela m 0309 or something like that i'll put a link somewhere make sure that the people you love you're reaching out to even if it's been a while you just never know as cliche as it is, when somebody's last day is going to be. Make sure you help them know that you care about them, how much they mean to you, and just live your life. Live in the moment. It's the best way anyone can be. Take care, guys, and make sure real quick to pay the bills you go visit my sponsors blenders eyewear at blenders.com and of course bones coffee go get the best coffee that you will ever taste they have so many flavors and it just seems so tacky that I put these at the end usually I work them into the podcast but definitely go check out blenders and bones coffee I'll talk to you soon take care